Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. And welcome to Battlecast. This month we've got an awesome team of people. I am your host, Seth Vilo, and I am joined today by two fantastic co-hosts here to discuss all things battle-related. Diving right into it, we've got Claude first. Everyone say hello to Claude, and Claude say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. That pause was so all of you could say hello back. So, joining Claude and me, we've also got Dr. Geo himself. Say hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Oh, hello. (laughs) That's not following orders, boy. (laughs) It's good to have you back, too. I think you were on one before um, a long time ago, right? One other battle cast? A long time ago, yeah. Awesome. Well, we are happy to have you back to discuss all things battle and all that kind of good stuff. And as you guys know, this battle cast is where we discuss a lot of battle topics, battle tiers in the Smogon tiering system as well as some other things like VGC and singles format, doubles format, anything on the video game side. We really dive into it. And you already know the topic, so you know what we're going to be talking about here soon. But as always, we're going to start off with a little bit of a what's going on in the respective metas moment. Just kind of hopping in. Um, In OU and Ubers, absolutely nothing is happening. What do you mean nothing's happening? You still have Lando T, Ash Greninja, and Toxapex, baby. That's precisely what I mean by nothing is happening. (laughs) Same it's always been. (laughs) I mean, the most notable thing that's going on is the, I think, uh, Smog Tour playoffs are happening now, which is like the best OU from the past three gens. That's true. Yeah, that's that's correct. That's going on. That's the only thing lighting up the forums these days is something to do with some tournament going on. Let's move to the big news, though. Well, yeah. You want to go ahead and cover that, Geo? Uh, you, well, I'm going to say this, but you're the one who brought it to my attention just earlier today. UU is suspect testing Scizor. So that's kind of a big deal, because Scizor has been a UU staple for a long time. It's been the Lando of UU since 
Lando. At least since I've been paying attention to competitive, and that's been since, like, Gen 6, and, I mean, that's pretty new for most people, but, um, like, it, it's had its staple there. And, because, you know, his big brother gets to go to um, OU, but Scissor's got some nice nice touches to him. That's especially good for um, UU, because, let's see, I, I know there's two really viable sets for him. Like, you can run a sword stance set or a choice band set, and he's got technician with bullet punch, so, oof, it's so strong. Mm-hmm. Like, and didn't they say if they banned Scissor, they were going to immediately suspect test Megaltaria? Yes. They're um, they're probably going to immediately look at it, at the very least. Well, if, it, if they take it out, they'll do one of their suspect tests where they take it out while it's being tested, because, I mean, it, right now in terms of its viabilities, it's Latias, Scizor, and Megaltaria, they're all S-tier, and uh, turns out... Yep. The only uh, thing so, checking Altaria is Scizor. Yes, that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that'd be fair. But, like, the usage here just... I Like, I read what their thing was, like, their reasoning for it, and I I don't know, man. If too many people are using it and have to plan around it, maybe oh, you should do the same for Lando T. Maybe. Just to see They what are it. sitting at about the same usage. Scizor is at 47, and last I checked, I think that's right about where Lando T is in OU. Right. And I, I, don't, I'm, I don't think Lando T is OP, um, but, like, just just give it a shot. See what happens. See, see what the meta. Shake it up. <laughs> What's the worst we can do? Have a new gen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it, what, like, five, six months, and we're there. Almost, but... Potentially. Maybe. Who knows? No release date's been announced. But I, I, I don't play a ton of UU. I play a little bit of it. So, like, I'm, I'm fine with them testing it. I, I, I would, if I played enough to get a vote, I would probably vote to ban it just for the same reason I would vote to ban um, Lando T. Because I just want to see the meta shake up and see how things drop. Because, like, you get all of these butterfly effects, ripple that goes all through um, the meta, and all of a sudden things start becoming viable that really weren't before. The um, big thing is that with Scizor around, you have to run some sort of hidden power fire. Yeah, I, If you can. And without that, like without Scizor around, you don't need to run hidden power fire. Hidden power ice becomes more prevalent, which will hit Gligar and mm-hmm. Crocodile more. Right. Um, and all of a sudden, a lot squishier things become viable as well, because you're not looking at taking a... Um, you know, like, banded bullet punch to the face just for existing. Um, mm-hmm. Because right now he's, like, the best revenge killer in the tier, so, like, he's gonna automatically force a switch no matter what, and, like, you you don't know if you're going up against a sword stance or, or what, so, like, switching on him is a little dangerous, so. And you could, you could run him, you can run him bulky. That's, he's got 120 attack? 130, I believe, but he's still got really high defenses, and you can also just make him bulky because you're not investing in speed in the first place, really. Right. Yeah. I think defensive scissor is like the main scissor with sword that, stance. That's what I. That's what I like to run, just because of the force switches. Like when when you bring him into revenge, kill something. Usually people switch, and then you get that free sword stance, and you're like, "I'm ready, boys. Let's go." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it would be a good shakeup for you, you. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens in the weeks to come. We will see what happens. And just moving right along down the tiers, Claude, what's going on in RU? 
So RU is continuing their suspect testing of a bunch of mons. Uh, they started with Mega Sceptile, which they decided to unban. So it's now roaming around in RU, which I think is really cool. Uh, and then they went to... I forgot who it was off the top of my head. Reuniclus next. Reuniclus. And they decided no. Hard no. <laughs> <laughs> because no. Um, and I think now they're currently doing... Is it... Stack Attacker right now, or is it someone else? No, it's Mega Slowbro. As of, as of recording, it's Mega Slowbro. Yeah. Which will go till the, what, 25th? And then Stack Attacker will probably start on the 26th. If or not, soon maybe. after that. They may have a couple days for voting, or something yeah. like that. But it'll be soon. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they'll keep trucking and go through Talonflame and Mega Absol, and we'll see what RU yeah. looks like at the end of that. Yeah, it'll be interesting, because I know Mega Sceptile had to go through two different phases of testing to get unbanned, where Reuniclus mm-hmm. only went through one and was hard banned after a week. I could understand that. Yeah, I bet you would understand that, Seth. I would understand that. I have a, I have a problem. Like, have you had any piddle matches this year under 30 turns? Actually, a few of them. I, I think a couple of them have been under 30 turns. You should be proud of me. Very proud. I'm not. <laughs> my ending one was 38 though and it, at one point there was a roost fest fishing for a burn so Oof. I I, oh, I can't even right now that just sounds <laughs> awful no, no, no it's no, all no. about playstyle boys no? it's all about yeah. playstyle which yeah, we're going to talk about oh, later well, let's go down to NU <laughs> alright NU um, nothing really notable they recently retested Mega Camerupt but that one also remains banned in the NU, much like Reuniclus and RU. So, not really a change, just an attempt at a change. Surprised it's all the way down there, but mm-hmm. that that's just personal preferences. <laughs> no, I can understand why he's down there. Slow. Trick room is not always viable. Yeah. He's, if he's... he gets hit by a piece of mud, it's all over. Water. Muddy can survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Sl- uh, You're thinking like the slug, Magcargo. Magcargo, yes, <laughs> yes. Banned to the realms of Zu. Oh, Zu. <laughs> None of you think it's used in there, but still. Yeah, I don't. It's it's good in the TCG. There's that. Oh, TCG. I don't play that. I I remember last <laughs> yes, year's Pokemon. I just gave away all my cards I earned. I was like, oh, here, here, kid, you can have it. <laughs> And then what? And, Lilligant was banned in PU? For yep, being... just moving right to the last tier that's actually yeah. recognized. Lilligant was banned in PU. Quiver so. Dance and Sleep Powder are just too strong to have together. Mm-hmm. As his own tempo and pedal dance. Yeah. I don't think that's what it used, but, it but still. I think I had to use Chlorophyll in case it ran into Sun Team or something. Mm-hmm. Because Weather can own uh, a lot of PU. Right. Yeah, Weather's real tricky in those lower tiers because all of a sudden you've got the offsetters I I don't know like Volbeat yeah pranksters a sunny day prankster rain dance it works it's weird down there man like it's fun don't get me wrong but I haven't played enough of like PU to like get a grasp on anything (laughs) I feel I remember it was really fun to play like for a little bit I, I couldn't do it because I like big stat numbers, so I couldn't help myself going back to OU. But it was kind of fun to think, oh, 
you know, the Route 1 plant that I got is actually usable somewhere when it's matched up against the right opponents. So it's kind of cool that every Pokemon has its place, I guess? That yeah. sounds terrible, but... Well, see, yeah. I, I love those lower tiers. I think they're super fun, because you, you get to use mods you wouldn't expect uh-huh. a lot of the time. And it, I like using like, Hitmonchan. Like any Sylvalli. Like most Sylvalli. <laughs> that poor thing. It'll be good someday in some tier. I can dream. Once it gets its spirit armor, it'll be fine. Everything will be okay. I mean, that's why... Doesn't Isn't that just type null? <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Type null with glowy fins. Woohoo. Uh, but look, you lose your Eviolite for a little extra speed. Not enough to make you useful, but... Yeah. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But that's pretty much the tier recap. Um, not a whole lot going on outside the Scizor suspect test, which kind of took us all off guard as we were preparing for the show. Because uh, that was just announced the week that we were recording. So yeah, it's we'll see what deal. comes of that. Um, but I would be remiss if I had on Claude and Geo on a podcast about battling... And we didn't spend a little bit of time talking about the Puckle Draft League. <laughs> so I want to hear your guys' thoughts. We just wrapped up the last week. I think this week they're doing the first round of playoff games. So I want to hear your thoughts. How do you think Draft League went? And what are your thoughts on it in general? I thought it went really well this year. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. Um, things kind of shaped out to be... Really well. Um, we, we, we did a little bit shorter of a season, which I think has helped most people not burn out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked a little bit behind the scenes. There's still a few issues that we can kink out, but like, you know, it gets a little bit better every year, I feel. Um, and in terms of competitors, you know. Yeah. There's a few and people that snuck in there I wasn't expecting, and like, I'm really yeah. happy to see them there. So. Like- Every year we talk about how, like, at the end of the season, it comes down to a couple of really important games. And this year, it really did come down to, like, five or six games. Yeah, it's like season one all over again. Um, yeah. Season one was, like, really down to the last week. And, like, it was a little bit like that for, like, three or four teams in season two. But this time, it was like, if you if you if you don't have a first round bye, you're not guaranteed playoffs going in week 10. It was crazy. Or even mm-hmm. if, like teams were going into week 10 was like all right you're confirmed playoffs but you can still win your division yeah it, it, it was wild um, and no no undefeated teams this year but a few teams that eh, one or two losses they, they ain't sweating so i mean i'm technically undefeated no i mean technically my team beat your team as well but you didn't defeat me because well. <laughs> we've got that weird thing where Ozzy took some of the matches. Uh, I am technically... No, so what you're saying whatever. is you're blaming Ozzy for your losses. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy. Gosh. Uh, okay. is, I'm kidding. Is, we love him. Toxic Oof. cast. Oof. <laughs> Grab your burn heels, everyone. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Got him, boys. <laughs> but no. Uh, no. What was the weirdest thing you guys have seen? Like, the weirdest set, the weirdest team, the weirdest whatever. I'll be honest with you. Dennis. Like, oh, oh, God. Did. Dennis had, like, stockpile 
wheezing and uh, palisand, and I don't remember a lot of it because we disconnected a whole bunch. Oh, uh, I, I, I think mm. you don't remember that. Were you were you a part of the beta? Club? I was not part of the beta. No, because I think he was doing it in the beta. He 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 actually won like half his matches. But he was just running um, stored power necrozma and um, shore up. Oh yeah, shore yeah. up um, <laughs> palisand every week until someone finally was like, "What if I just click toxic turn one?" And it was like, "Oh yeah, I win. Cool." <laughs> so like, or just like, have a dark type. Yeah, no, that's what that's how that's how I beat him. I don't remember. Oh, I had a lull and muck, so I just like threw it in, and it was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I'm like, "All right, I win this match." Um, <laughs> No, and I and that was really special. Like, I'm sure you won't mind the call out for it, but I beat um, Dennis this year because I, I drafted Necrozma, but I made sure to do a stored power set on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, and he, he was, you know, we were we were messaging back and forth. He's like, "I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad." <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, and I think we've got. A little bit to go as far as the playoffs, and we'll see who comes out just absolutely on top. Um, but it's been a good year this year, and I'm looking forward yeah. to yeah. running random things on random mons again next year. Well, I mean, that's half the fun of it. It's You have a set thing of what you're bringing, you know what they could bring, and it's, how do I best build for this? Yeah, yeah. I ran Thunder on Reuniclus so many times this season, and it just took me off guard. Like I would never run this normally, but in this these exact situations, it was the yeah. best thing. Yeah, I, um, I love running what's it, Watarium Z Hydro Cannon. Yeah, because you can. <laughs> I mean, I just I got to run um, Rock Slide on Dewblade. <laughs> that one's not what? as crazy as you guys, but like no. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> it was, it was, it was fun. Um, it was against a Gyarados and a Mega Pidgeot, so oh. it, it found its use. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I got to use Mega Bomba Snow all season, and I'm having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I have something stupid like seven kills with it. I, I think I, <laughs> I, I hope I've shown that Blaziken's not trash. It's still no, it's trash. Shut up. <laughs> He's Uh-oh. not. He, well, he's tier four. He's a good. He's tier four for sure. Like he doesn't deserve to be any higher. But no, I. I he he belongs in tier four. If that is correct. No, he's he's a way worse infernape. Yes, but speed. <laughs> too fast to have have bulk. Too slow to hit anything. It's really just mm-hmm. be triple typed and give it flying as well. There you go. Yeah, I have run um. <laughs> Supersonic Sky Strike on him. That was that was a fun week because <laughs> was it was a, up against Mega Venusaur. So, oh yeah, that would do it. That's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yep, that's definitely a reason. Yeah, but like that that that's one of those you see Z Captain and you you kind of just have to like all right, what weird types like like do you get a Brave Bird or something? You know, any of those or Focus Blast? Yeah, any of those like base one twenty moves that just even if it's not stab, you're like, uh, this is gonna hurt if I get hit by it. Oh, yeah. I think I think the advent of Z captains was really a cool thing with this season in particular because it really it it makes it a little easier to predict each week, but it also makes it so you're looking at the thing in front of you and you know it's got a Z move and you have no idea what's coming out, like what you're talking about with the Blaziken, and you have no idea what the move is going to be. You're expecting Inferno Overdrive, but then all of a sudden it flies in the air. <laughs> 
Or yeah. even worse, when you they have three Z captains and they bring all three. And yeah. it's like, oh, which one is gosh. it? And, and that, that that's really was one of the best changes in that um, last season and the season before it was really kind of the wild, wild west in terms of like uh, anything could happen. And I think there was one match that was lost on like turn one because it was a uh, Zorora, the illusion guy. And it just like opened. And so I don't remember what it was like pretending to be like a fairy type or something. And it just opens up with like Z sludge bomb. And it's like, Ooh, uh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was dirty. But... And the minor <laughs> thing of a Zoroark. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but like, oh, it was just so dirty, and I and I loved it. But it's like, ah, that's it's too hard to prep for all of that, you know? Right. Like, you I feel a not, little bad. Yeah. But, and we also made the change to move all the non megas, save for like a few very special mons out of S tier, and I I think that's done a yes. ton for just yeah. Like you're you're actually going to get to see things like Manaphy these days. Because Manaphy was never getting picked before in S two, right? It had so many so many competitors that that one was too high an opportunity cost. Right. Like, are you gonna pick Manaphy or are you gonna pick or like Mew? If we're just gonna go with the legendaries in the tier, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, that's PDL pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and plug. Claude's got something coming out on YouTube soonish. So if it's not already out by the time this is posted, so. Go ahead over to the YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, we had something coming your way. Awesome, awesome. And speaking of something coming your way, and kind of the reason for the topic of this month's episode of Battlecast is we've got the Summer League coming up. And the Summer League, for those of you unindoctrinated into the Puckle Ways, is an annual thing that we do over the course of summer. We have 10 gym leaders that are just people in the community that are ready to take you on in gym-like battles. Each one has a specific type that they are in charge of. Uh, For instance, last year, I was the grass gym leader. And so, kind of like when you go to the gym and face down Erica, you expect a lot of grass. And it's not quite a monotype thing. Sorry, Sparky. But... Hey, I was monotype last year, and I had a blast. I mean, you can be. But the rules for Summer League for the gym leaders... Not for the competitors, but for the gym leaders, are they have three Pokemon of their type required. You can have more, but you cannot have less. You have to have two additional Pokemon that have an offensive move of your selected type. And then one wild card that can be anything with any moveset. So, you know, you can have Breloom, Venusaur, and Cradley as your three grass types. Then you can have a Manaphy with Energy Ball and a Volcarona with Giga Drain, and uh, Toxapex with no grass moves, whatever. As a quick example. So that's how the gym leader structure works. But for the competitors, for you guys that are looking to earn those badges that we have now physically and are going to send to some of the patrons because that's the coolest thing on the planet. Thank you, patrons, for supporting <laughs> us being able to do that yeah, and bring awesome. Thatch's dream to reality. Um just awesome plug there hopefully we can get all 18 types that were designed by basket designed and in our hands within the next couple of years so when you win a badge you can get it but you guys that are are looking to compete and earn the badges do not have any restrictions like that it's standard ou for you guys 
So following the OU rules, no legendaries or anything like that, baton passes banned, etc., etc. If you need the rule set, look up just standard smoke on OU restrictions and ban lists, things like that. And take on the gym leaders. They'll have their select times posted when that comes a little bit closer. It might be by the time this episode has come out. Uh, you can challenge the individual gym leaders through our Discord channel and have a quick battle. Try to earn your way to being the Summer League Champion, which is an awesome, awesome title. Yeah, not only that, but every time you beat a gym leader, you can start accruing or getting more points towards the Puckle League. That's true. And that Puckle League, if I'm if I'm correct, and if if it works out, that's putting you in the running at the end of the season to win a Nintendo Switch. It is. So I've been told. Yeah. The winner of so. Summer League will get a free automatic bid into the tournament. So. Mm-hmm. And to qualify for that, I think you need at least eight of the ten badges, like in correct. a normal Pokemon game. To get into the actual like championships after the gym part is yeah. done, and when you start doing single eliminations with other people, you do need eight badges total to be able to get into that. You don't have to take on all ten. You can if you want to, but you just need eight to get in. You should. It's good practice. It's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. Um, you Also, important to note, you do not need to keep the same OU team mm-hmm. uh, through your gym challenges, so you can change all six of your fire types out when you're not facing the grass type person um, you can counter team it's okay <laughs> it's highly recommended to yeah. counter team as a matter of fact yes it's highly recommended you're gonna have a much better time with that than not <laughs> yeah you don't need to but you can it's it's fairly free just keep it OU legal and uh if you're looking for a little bit of advice on how to build for just in general, in singles or something like that, or looking for a couple pointers about Summer League, stay tuned because, as you probably saw when you clicked on this episode, we're talking about general team construction strategy. So we'll be right back after a quick break, and we'll start talking about that. See you soon! Rappel Incorporated is looking for adventurous, brave, and talented individuals to join our team here at our Viridian City location. We here at Repel Incorporated produce the number one product in Pokemon Repellent today. In order to create our high quality product, we need trainers like you to venture forth into the depths of Viridian Forest and procure vital elements of the Repel formula, including Vespiquen saliva, Beedrill stingers, and Venomoth powder. Required skills of the position include at least three badges and a Pokemon team, preferably at least one fire type. Psychic trainers need not apply. Applicants must also be willing to sign a waiver, stating they do not hold the company responsible for any injury, or fatalities for that matter, received in the line of duty. So come on, and join our exciting team! Hello again, and we are back to discuss all sorts of different things as far as team construction, and how to build your teams to take on either the Smogon Ladder, your friends in their basements, or the Puckle Gym Leaders, and... Just to kind of preface this, this these things that we're going to be talking about apply to any tier, really. But we're going to be focusing a little bit more on OU, just because that's the tier that Summer League is based around. So a lot of the Pokemon we might be mentioning as examples are going to be OU, but you can find parallels in other tiers, and other tiers might have different strategies. Uh, a quick example would be... Like, spikes aren't very prevalent in OU because there's only two really good setters, but in other tiers... 
There's a whole lot of other setters. So when we talk about hazards, that might be a different thing for a different tier. But the idea remains the same as something you have to account for. So diving in, um, what do you guys think is the most important thing to figure when you start constructing a team from the very beginning, from the scratch? Know your play style. Do you like to play offensively, defensively, somewhere in the middle, bulky offense, set up base defense? You have to know your play style, um, what you want to do. 90% of the time when someone says like, oh, I want to get better, my first thing is, all right, just grab a whole bunch of teams from the sample thread and just play them online and see what you like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I I rarely ever tell people, oh, just build something right off the bat. Because you never know, like, you don't know the meta, and I feel like it's just better to just take something that's proven to do well and try things out and be like, ooh, I think this would be fun, and then change things according to that based off of what you see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really important as well that it's something that you not only like, but also kind of have a feel for. Um, For those of you who battle me, I have this... Maybe it's because I have trouble letting go of things, uh, but (laughs) like the concept of a suicide league, it's not... Uh, suicide lead like Azelf back in Gen 4 we got that hashtag in there Aerodactyl um, Aerodactyl things like that that defies my logic like I can't imagine that or Healing Wish the move <laughs> I, I, I love can't. Healing Wish the move I can't do it I can't give up my little my precious little Jirachi no matter the cost I gotta keep it alive so for me I like more defensive teams because I have that barrier and that's something that I've got to figure out. I have a trouble with heavy offensive, like hyper offensive, because the idea is you have a big thing in front and you're just swinging with the beat stick until it goes down. You hardly ever switch mm-hmm. until it until it faints. Then you put something else in. So that's a play style that I don't like. I don't like playing it. I don't really even like playing against it. So it's not something I do. So make fun of me all you like, Claude. That's why I use fat things. <laughs> okay. That makes sense to me. It, it, it all, it all. Well, I, I guess we should stay in the non-abstract for a little bit before we move into the abstract. <laughs> yes. You want abstract? The I, worst thing was Pokemon and me, because then I can pet them after the battle's over, and I let one die. <laughs> hey, they, didn't, they never died. They just fainted. Uh, yeah, what's dead may never die, at least in regards to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Boo. Yeah. I'm Boo. Just, I'm, I'm really upset about that, guys. <laughs> Anywho, we'll keep this spoilers free. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's like while you like more defensive, I'm kind of more the offense. Where I much prefer to be like, all right, how can I just win the game? Mm-hmm. What, like, what pieces, what things do I have to make happen before it's just all right, cool? I can come in, click a setup move if I need to, and win. And it's I don't know, I, it's the same type of chess match, except I'm playing more of a. I don't mind risking and sacrificing, maybe making some more riskier plays if I can get a bigger turnout in the end. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, I generally land somewhere in the middle. Like if you go back and you look at a lot of my UUTC matches, um, you'll see that I kind of just jockey for a position with some bulkier mons. Um, like in the UUTC for me, that was like a mix of Skarmory and Toxapex until things are eventually worn down enough that like, Something super speedy just comes in like a Tapu Koko and just cleans house. That, mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like to rely on setup just because I'm not great with it. If you look at 
uh, my record and piddle. You'll see that. So yeah, I, I like the in between the it's still a more offensive style instead of like because there's a few different ways you can go with like these bulky mix stuff, and I I, I do like the bulky offense where you, mm-hmm. you're well, always putting pressure in some way. I think the bulky offense is or slash balance is very much the meta of OU. Like there's not a lot of hyper offense either. It does really well or it doesn't. And you will know that within the first five turns of the game. And there's yeah. and like you can easily play around it, too. Yeah. And I mean, take a look at the number one used Mon. It defines that play style. It's Lando, which is equally, I'm a slap you and you can't hit me hard thanks to Intimidate and it's decent bulk. It's yeah. the perfect thing for kind of a bulkier offense and still applying pressure, like you guys were saying. Not when you have all the walls around, like Toxapex is on a lot of teams, and it's very hard to break. I mean, it's not very mm-hmm. hard to break, but it's difficult to break if you're not prepared for it, because it can stop a lot of setup. You can't yeah. set up in front of it very well. Mm-mm. It's always like, there's, let's see, off the top of my head, I know you posted something that we can look at as a little cheat sheet. I did. Like, the only setup mods that really can do a lot in front of it like Mega Gyarados can, and that's just because of that. Well, that's only if you're running a subset, and I mean you can haze it off, but like you can play around that. Well, um, there's a lot of the setup can force out a Toxapex, like a a Garchomp coming in. It, you're not gonna want to stay in, right? Right. But like you can take on Halucha very well. Oh yeah, no, like, it's it's a great mod. Like haze is it. I yeah. mean haze is one of the main reasons it's it's run. A, it, Along with its bulk and regenerator, it's not the only reason. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really good for that kind of thing. Um, but so I, I guess when I when it comes to me for what I'm doing, when like I like these bulky offensive teams. So I when I'm building a team, I always start with how am I gonna win the game, and I kind of build up around that. So right now in the current OU for me. I just love Tapu Koko. It's got such a speed. Um, I've I've done it both ways. I've done a few teams with a phys- the physical and some with special. They both have their places and what you build around it. But that 150 speed is you're generally going to be faster. Um, you got to keep an eye out for you know like Scarf Landos and stuff. But <clears throat> like that that's my win condition. So like, how do we set up a win condition around that as well? You generally need some bulky mons to at least soak up hits and just be a pivot so like if you bring in the coco you get a kill you know um a lando's coming in to pressure you because there's not much you can do to a lando early on well he needs something that can switch into a lando pretty easily tangrowth is a great example of that so cool you you have two mons like that so you, you just kind of start building up like that and like what 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 is Tangrowth not like? Mm-hmm. Well, Heatran mm-hmm. for one, it, and you <laughs> learn the cores like the more you play and the what you see against other people, and it's exactly. all, it's all just building up your knowledge. Like mm-hmm. the best Pokemon players are not like necessarily the most skilled, but they have the most knowledge of what's going to happen. Right, like and. And so, I mean, a lot of the times you, you have to work backwards because event like eventually you have to KO the other mons to win the game. So how are like that? That is your, always your end goal. Um, and 
I, I'm really interested to see where you go with this, Seth, because I'm going to, once I finish this little um, speech, I'm going to ask, how do you like to go about that as a defensive team? Um, just because, <clears throat> in my mind, I'm always picking up some like hyper-offensive. Like back in Gen 6, I relied on um, Scarf Lando and Mega Gallade. Mega Gallade's mm-hmm. obviously not really a thing anymore in OU. Um, <clears throat> it's thanks, it's still around. It's not very good. The Tapu's saw to that. <laughs> in, in it the, it, ha- it has a general. niche. It, it, sure, niche. Um, but so I, I start with that. How, how do you, when you're coming up with a defensive team, do you like to do like one hyper offensive mon on it to kind of like sweep up at the end, or are you pressuring through things like I don't like toxic stalling, scald burning? What, what? It really, it really kind of becomes a hybrid of of the two of those, and. I've seen a lot of teams that I've built that I completely forget to have. Like I, th- I think of the cores. Okay, I've got this core that that counters this half of the meta, and then I have this core that kind of merges with the other core, and that counters this part. And then these two really do good at this. And at the end of me constructing the team, I realize, oh shoot, I I don't have a way to actually end. I don't have a way to finish the game unless I chip down everything which is possible you can win by chipping down usually that's status oriented uh, like you were saying you can do it through burns uh, primarily toxic or toxic spikes is a good way um, mm-hmm. also things like abusing contact moves like tank chomp and rocky helmet in general uh, that's a fantastic way because you you rip a third of something's health off just for you turning on you yeah um there are paths to victory that are like that. For me, I like to have one thing that can, in some way or some form, take advantage of a situation and lead to that ending the game. Uh, for instance, right now, I have a very defensive team that I've been working on, uh, and the end game cleaner is a Volcarona, but it's a bulky one. So it's not even necessarily a hyper-offensive one. It's a bulky one with no special attack investment mostly defenses and get a quivered answer to and roost up when you need to and that is your end game closer something like a double dance reuniclus kind of does the same thing where if they have a meta cham you find an opportunity to get reuniclus in on that and you start your snowball um, something like back when it was allowed rest talk dragon dance zygarde was my go-to for uh, that role. Yeah. I like, I like, I love rest talk, whatever. I'm surprised you um, haven't used more Suicune then. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, my primary one was Gyarados back in Gen 4, uh, because I remember I had such a hard time with Vaporeon because you couldn't, you couldn't break through that with Waterfall. Um, but I, I absolutely love rest talk as an idea. Uh, Chesto rest Volcarona was a, mainstay of mine chesto rest kingdra i remember um, I, I did a lot of um chesto resto um arresto chesto uh mm-hmm. rotom rotom wash yep that, absolutely that but a lot of games that i'm playing even with the like end game sweeper that is my plan my plan is to somehow break the team down enough to get the end game sweeper in and clean up but in a lot of games, through the efficiency of whatever cores I have and just careful play and risk-taking when I need to, oftentimes I don't even get that end sweeper in to the battle at all um, just because of how I played and 
you know, maybe they have something that completely stops it or whatever, especially with the Volcarona case. But that's another option as well is, you know, sometimes your cores work so well that you didn't need the sweeper. So that's when the defensive team thing really shines. If you can't bust through me, I don't need to attempt to bust through you because why put myself at the risk? Sure, sure. I'll let you kill yourself, not me. Sure. I mean, this all kind of comes back to, for me, I think a concept of momentum. How do you generate it? Because there, mm-hmm. there there's two ways to generate it. Because momentum is basically just putting pressure on your foe. So, like, obviously, if you have, you know, a Mega Charizard X and you're up against a Scissor, okay, yeah, you're, you're, the, the pressure's on, right? Um, oh, yeah. He, he has to get out or he has to die. So you're putting pressure on, but, you know, vice versa, if you switch in, um, like, a, <clears throat> this may not even be the best example, but, like, you switch in a, a Toxapex on, like, some, uh, like, a Mega Charizard Y, maybe, yeah, that's fine. Like, he can't do anything to you, so he has to get out. So, like, you can apply pressure in both an offensive and defensive stretch, but mm-hmm. you, you then have to take advantage of it. Like, what do you do with that momentum? And I, I see this a lot in uh, especially some of the earlier rounds of the UTC is these these people would make great switches, and then it's like something where... the they're forcing a switch, but they're just going for what's in front of them. And, and that, that comes with experience of just knowing when to actually attack the thing in front of you and when to attack what's coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, mo- like the most important part of the entire of the battle, I think, comes within the first like 30 seconds of looking at their team. Right. Because yeah. it's at that point where it's, okay, I know how I'm going to win. I'm going to win with... I, I, this thing puts in a lot of work on their team. Like, so then you look, all right, if I get rid of, let's say, if I get rid of their, like, Zapdos, okay, that means if I can bring in Kartana against any, like, one of these two Mons, or if I sacrifice something and bring it in, I can click Leaf Blade now because it's Scarf and has the Moxie Boost and just sweep through the rest of the team. Exactly. It takes a couple of little things like that just to notice, like, oh, so that means I need to preserve this to win. Yeah, right. And you also have to look at it from the reverse side of, oh... This does really well against me. I need to save this mon for a defensive like perspective to check this. Right. Like you kind of see right in the beginning, like, alright, he brought these six mons. I need this mon to switch into this. Like these are my switch ins, these are my offensive guys, and like <clears throat> that that just comes with a little bit of experience when you can just look at it. Because the other thing and and I would recommend this for newer players, um, so you make your team up in showdown. Take that showdown and put it into their little calculator and always bring up like their the enemy, even if it's just a standard smogun set, that's fine. Because you need to know speed tiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's because very important. It, it, and you, you need to get a feel a little bit for defensive mons speed tiers mm-hmm. because there are some things like Suicune generally doesn't have speed investment because it's so bulky but sometimes you'll put a little bit in if you need to speed creep something because it has base 80 85 speed i think 80 yeah um so it it can be speedier than the average bear but you need to keep your speed tiers and underlined too because like you can bring in this great offensive mon 
and turns out he's not faster than what's in front of him, so he takes a hit, mm-hmm. maybe you didn't want him to take, and then all of a sudden he's vulnerable. So, And that's the worst feeling. Oh, it is. Um, and and some mons live for your choice scarf, others just have it on because you're in a weird part of the ladder and they're trying out weird sets. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's going to get you. Um, but, alright, do either one of you want to go into... What kind of typings do you like to pair together? Because, I mean, there's the go-to standard where, you know, you've got your fantasy core and your fire water grass core, but I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I I don't stick to that at all usually. I Pretty close, but other than, I feel like right now, especially in singles, fairy's really good to have. The rest yes. it depends, like, where you're at in the... So with with specifically singles, I don't think the cores matter as much as we talk about them in draft. Sure. Uh, There are in my like there are three types of cores. There's an offensive core, a defense core, and then like a balance core, which is also kind of defense. So it's like you have certain mods that just pair really well up together, like Toxapex and Tangrowth. They both have regenerator, so they can always switch in and out for pivoting. They cover a lot of the same weak. Like they cover a lot of weaknesses that the other one would share. Uh, they work really well as a defensive core together. Um, right, right. Whereas if and, you look offensively, you can think of it. It depends what you want to go with. But like you have the psychic spam core of Tapu Lele and Mega Alakazam, where it's you set up psychic terrain, and unless they have a dark type, you're not going to want to take a Mega Alakazam hit because ninety percent of the time, I think it still runs modest. Because it's still faster than everything else. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And as far as the Toxapex Tangrowth thing, it's mainly talking about like defensive things that each of them check. More on like the physical side and the special side kind of a thing. It's almost an accident that they're two-thirds of a Firewater Grass core. Yeah. Um, and as far as typing cores go, uh, I would say the most important thing is to just not make yourself too vulnerable by accident. Like, you may run Lando and Garchomp and Tornadus, and then all of a sudden, in walks a Mamoswine that just clicks Ice Shard and yeah. wins against your entire team. Like, it, you can. I was going to say, if there's any type to be fearful of, it's Rock, and I think it's Rock and Ice. Yeah, those are the two biggest ones. One reason because everyone's favorite Stealth Rock yeah. is something that needs to be considered at all times mm. and just you can pretty much assume that rocks will be on the field so and ice is if you're weak to rocks you need to because be of dragons yep. yep and lando and lando yeah yeah i mean that's just the thing you're, and you're not gonna make you're not you're never gonna make the perfect team like says you <laughs> well well i mean your team's always gonna be open to some weakness even if it's not meta absolutely like so Back in Gen 6, I the team, like, I won the UTC back then. And the team that I wanted on um, <clears throat> was very weak to one Mon who could just, like, wreck it. Um, and that was <laughs> uh, Caldeo. And uh. So, like, I, I grinded with this one team. Got, I almost broke into the top 500. I didn't quite make it. Oh, dang it. Um, like, I was... A couple of matches away because when you get that high, you st- you don't get twenty five or fifty whatever it's like per match. You, you just get like 12, 10, 5. Um, but when you lose, you lose like forty. So, 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, Kel, it's like Keldeo, like, you know, had decent usage that, but it just started creeping up a lot. And I, I don't even remember the reasons why, but it's like my team just couldn't do anything to it. And it was like such so easy for them to open up to it and it was like impossible for me to play around and it's like well cool uh mm-hmm. i <laughs> and i was too high up on the ladder to just put, like make another team and figure out if it was good or not because you just lose anyway because everyone's you know better than you <laughs> like i like i was i was that skilled with that particular team not necessarily in pokemon in general you know mm-hmm. well that goes into so, another thing like if you end up on a losing streak on the ladder stop yeah like if you if i lose one or two games in a row i'm like all right cool i'm done taking a break because that mentally weighs on you yeah and you don't want to go full tilt and just keep playing and suddenly you notice all your points start dropping yeah you might accidentally get sloppy yes and that's half the strategy of a defensive or stall game too is to wait for them to get sloppy just pro tip yeah i i i've I can I can play those stall teams too. Not not as well as you, but you just wait for that one mistake, and as soon as they slip up a little bit, mm-hmm. that's uh, basically you created your end. That's been my PDL season, basically. <laughs> yeah. And another another idea as far as laddering, and I know this isn't necessarily part of construction, but laddering and in general, if you find that in your team construction and all that kind of stuff and testing, you just have a problem with one strategy or one thing or something like that and you can't figure out a way around it one thing i do is pick up that thing that you're weak to and play it because Mm -hmm. if you can figure out by playing that team what it's weak to that might give you a little bit more insight on how you can alter your play style your pokemon maybe even and stop that thing for instance i have a huge problem and just animosity towards mega pincer if you want to auto-tilt Seth Vilo, bring a Mega Pinsir. <laughs> but I have played so many Mega Pinsir games, I know what to do against one. It still makes me angry, but I've played a lot with it, so I kind of know ideas, and I know how to build my teams, and I always have that in mind in constructing. Even though it's like B-rank or whatever, it's always in my mind because I, I hate it. <laughs> So that's that's something. Well, yeah, and um, if you do something that is off meta, you have to know what it is and what it can do so much mm-hmm. more. Because people don't necessarily know a lot of stuff outside of the meta. Like, you have the 40, 50 mons of OU that are usually always seen. And then if you bring something from outside of that, it's... Like, you have to know what it can do versus everything else because they're not. Like a Reuniclus! What was that? Like a Reuniclus. Reuniclus is seeing a lot of play in OU. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've seen it a lot. Like, and it, it's like, so I brought Mega Camera up to the UUTC this year, which is our big OU tournament. And I brought it because one thing was taken out. And this was like two weeks before we started, Zygarde was banned. And it's like, oh, Zygarde's gone? Uh, no one's going to expect this or know how to deal with it because... <laughs> Like, he lives down in NU, but it just leaps. But, like, he doesn't win games. He just gets off one or two fire blasts, and... That's all you need. That, that'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's why I like, play like, Linoon in every, every tier, tier that I can. Yeah, there you go. No, so and like, that's if, another fun thing to so do. It's just I, random. Like, if you're just getting started, coming to a new tier, like, 
if I were to go to PU, which I don't play too much in, I would definitely just pick up a team that's already been constructed for me to kind of get a feel for what's going on in the meta. Because you can't go do crazy off-meta things generally if you don't have an idea for why things work and why they don't work in a certain tier. And it's just tough. Let's let's get back to the topic at hand in terms of building a team. What do you guys look for when you're thinking about hazards? Do you like... Well, I know Seth's already answered how he feels about suicide leads, which I generally <laughs> see more of for, like, sticky web type deals. So, hazards for me... I, I, the more I'm playing Pokemon, the more I don't like hazards. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy setting them up. I don't really enjoy, like, keeping them up. And I don't play with them in mind a lot of the time because I, I, I that's just my playstyle. I'd rather be hitting. Like I've yeah. noticed the same thing at least for like the last month or two, um, maybe three of like this um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon meta. I I only usually run rocks anymore. Sometimes spikes too, but like they feel so slow. Yes. Like the general pace of the game seems a lot faster than it used to be. Um, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you if that's true or not. But um, and they're a necessary. If I, if I use them, the it, it's a lot. Of, a lot of mid game. <laughs> a lot of mid game rocks. Never early game rocks. Yeah, like it's rare that uh, I, I start and I immediately go. All right, cool. I'm going to set up rocks and just go from there. Like there are games where that happens, just because that's the lead that I. Uh, it just happens to be the way things have led, and I predicted the lead matchup right. But yeah. Yeah. there are times where it's like, all right, cool. I don't care about rocks. I don't do any of my calcs with rocks in mind no. unless it's important. Um, like like the only time I'm like prioritizing rocks early is like when we do piddle stuff. But that's just because you, you already know the 10 mods that they bring. When you when you yeah. click find match on showdown, you don't know what you're seeing until it loads up. So like, and sure, maybe, maybe people would say bring, like, because uh, you don't know what what they're going to bring that having rocks is so much more important. Because it is I, useful I think, against I think almost I, any team. I would agree with that, that you want to be able to have the ability to set up rocks, but you don't necessarily need to prioritize it over no. all else. See, I like to build, whenever I'm building or trying to find a team, I like to find a team that doesn't mind if rocks are up. Because right. a lot of people, if, like, if, I, most people don't run rapid spin. So I'll get up rocks, they'll get up rocks, and I won't defog them. I'll force my opponent to do it because they're going to be more, it's going to be more detrimental to them than it will be to me. Sure. And yeah. That, and that was like one of my weaknesses in the UTC is I didn't run any hazard removal. And it's my team wasn't exactly like okay with rocks. <laughs> like it, there were teams that minded them more, but like, you know, I was running mega camera up. That's it's it's always going to hurt. So like if you're if you're not going to prioritize hazard removal, make sure you like you're not running like four flying types or Two flying, two bugs, you know, or Volcarona, stuff like that. yeah, or Volcarona. At like, all. if you're running like anything that's four times weak to rocks, you have to have some sort of at least one, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, there's some mons that'll prevent it, like Mega Sableye, even though that's not really OU anymore. Um, so, but like, keep that in <laughs> mind. Like, when you when you're coming into summer league and like you're coming up against the fire team. Or the bug team. I don't. I don't know which teams. Yeah, we have, there hasn't what been types have badges yet. But like, if their type is weak to a certain hazard, 
Well, all right. I'm just going to say if their type is weak to rocks, um, yeah. you may want to prioritize that a little earlier. And and like it also depends on what kind of team I'm running. The more offensive the team, the less I like rocks, just because if I feel like I lose too much momentum by clicking it. So there's the other thing, though, with hazards, and a lot of hazards are there on these, like, hyper-offensive teams, because they'll just, they'll use these suicide leads to get up rocks, get up some hazards, and you go to defog them away, and suddenly they're now set up to win the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's almost like, a, if I do A, you're forced to do B. That's, I mean, that's by sharp in a nutshell. Like. Yes. That's kind of a weird place where current, a, a lot of current full stall teams are in is it's in a weird place where you'd expect the full stall teams to be running like every hazard but most of them are only running rocks with a lot of defog and then to keep them from being hurt but then the offenses are the ones running the spikes the rocks all together i think the most common spiker in the game is greninja right now yeah yes 100 percent. so like i I will say this if you're gonna run an offensive mon that um has hazards and the two that really come to mind for me um are lando and greninja yeah mm-hmm. lando quasi offensive because whatever set you're using he can definitely feel more like a defensive man um is like you don't necessarily want to use them as a suicide lead um and i'm sure there's people who will disagree with that statement they have great success doing that but when you know you're going to force a switch and you and you can't really pressure but like it's just you have a pretty good idea that what they're going to bring out isn't going to just like wreck your entire team and you don't want to go for a double switch it's usually a very safe time to get the rocks up then that's like the best way to the best time to set up rocks is when you know your opponent has to switch and that's why things like heatran are that like see a lot of play things like garchomp because there's not a lot of things that can that want to take a hit from that so if you bring it in it's all right cool now you have to switch. I have a free chance to get up my own rocks. Right. And so it, it feels real good, for one, because then, like, you have your own rocks. And, like, the Garchomp example is pretty good because then you know they're bringing in their Tangrowth or something like that. And it's like, okay, what what doesn't care about Tangrowth? Or and at that point, you just set up a sword escape. stance in front of them. And if they make either the wrong play or, like, do something else expecting you to switch... They're now right. sitting in front of a plus two Garchomp that probably has a Z-move. And you have rocks up, so you're automatically getting the better trade, usually. Yeah. So. Then again, that's why things like Toxapex and Tangrowth see so much play, is because they can you can make those little mistakes with those mons, have them take hits, and then they can just switch in and out and regain that health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why Regenerator is such a good ability. Oh, yeah, it is. So, like, so as a quick recap, hazards are good but they're not so good that you need to force them out first turn every game. <laughs> yeah. I would say the biggest detractor from hazards was Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, because everything gets defogged now. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, man, Rotoms, they all get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I used to play spikes and toxic spikes on things, and then, you know, the, the Tornadus with Regenerator that refused to go down would just come in every time and waste all those turns. So... I kind of forgot that it was Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon that gave it, because yeah. I, I remember once upon a time I shared an office with Thatch, and like the leaks came out like of the Pokedex and everything that was added, and we looked at everything that got defogged, and we are like... Superior! Uh, literally Superior everything. gets defogged. <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> there are oh, lots of man. questions about why things get defogged that we can't uh, answer. So it was, it was a big, it was a big nerf to hazards. Um, yeah, and, and like that's generally why people will prioritize stealth rocks because it only takes one turn. Yeah, exactly, oh. and that's. That's the only hazard I run now, and I always run it. I always have to make sure that I run it. There's too many times I've been like, oh, yeah, rocks. Um, like, I'll run spikes only with Greninja. Yeah, or Pharaoh. That's... Mm. I, I still... It, it's just a playstyle thing. I, I'll still run rocks with Pharaoh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll run spikes occasionally. And the only thing I run toxic spikes on now is Toxapex. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. And I mean, this can, like I said at the beginning, this can change with different tiers because of the Pokemon that are in there. Like, Chestnut is really good at setting spikes in lower tiers. Um, yes. Toxic Spikes, Cofagrigus is an option in a lot of places, even Scolipede sometimes. Um, it changes based on the tier, but you have to go in constructing your team, knowing your mission as far as hazards go, as well as hazard removal. Are you going to be the guy who defogs and make sure there's nothing on the field at all? Or are you going to be the guy stacking and forcing the opponent to defog for whatever reason, either to get a free turn or to catch it with defiant or competitive? Um, These are things you have to consider when you're starting the team and actually building it before you even play any games and need to figure out when to set the rocks. Mm -hmm. And there's, I mean, Pokemon is a complicated enough game. There's not one single answer to any of this. No. Mm-hmm. Which and is, we are exactly by far not experts at this. No. Yeah. But I mean, that's I one of the cool things. So, But I think the main thing that hazards do to the game is they like they give you a mom- they give you momentum. Right. Because everything now that comes in has to take damage. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing with, like, specifically team building. Where if you're going to hazard stack... You need to know that if they bring, like, how are you going to take advantage of that defog? Or it's, all right, I know they're going to, I'm going to go for rocks here. They're probably going to switch into this. How will that help me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's being able to think a turn or a two ahead that'll give you these edges in the games. Right. And for some mons, like uh, Mega Beedrill one, like, you get those rocks up and his time on this earth is limited. He yeah. Gets- <laughs> Because, I mean, U-Turn is super strong, and it's going to knock something out eventually. But he only gets five goes at that. But so. that's the thing. With Mega Beedrill, I don't mind if there's rocks up. Because it's not okay, it's not going to stay It's not going to stay in. Like, it's it's kind of a mixed one, and it's yeah, all yeah. on playstyle there. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, but like it, put, it does put a time limit on some of these mons that take super effective yeah. damage from it. Like, some... Obviously, they resist it, and they, they don't care. They'll switch like, in. I think, like, Kiram Black doesn't want to take rock no, damage that, at that's all. A, that's a way better example. Like, it's because... bulky enough to take a lot of hits, but if you get if, if it comes in on rocks and it doesn't have roost, and it, it, that's, it limits that's the best what it can part do. About, yeah, that's the best part about all these hazards, is that they do percentage-based damage. Yeah. Like, I know, and, and where it mattered most to me is I was going through stuff, specifically for Piddle, in one week I had to go up against the Guzzlord, which, if you don't know what Guzzlord's HP stat is off the top of your head, I'll fill you in. It's about 3 million. Um, <laughs> what is it? Is it like 165, so, or is it higher? I think it's huge. Is it 200? Two, Did it hit 235, I want to say, off the top of my head. Let's see, I can bring up the number. Keep, continue on, and I'll find it. Um, so, it, it's like, I'm looking into... You know, things that do percent based damage and like that my team have, and it's like, all right, it's just hazards and toxic. So, like, 
I, I need to get these these toxic spikes up. Even just, just one layer is plenty because on the switch in and then the next turn, that's 24% damage. But mm-hmm. it's like, uh, in, in some ways, that 24% is way more than it would, you know, an off-stab move that he switches into. Like, he, he gets to tank everything with just his HP stat. It's insanity. Which is base 223, by the way. 223, okay. Yeah, so that's a lot. Wrong. But like... It, and you know some of these mons when you start getting over like a hundred HP, it's just insane how much they can tank mm-hmm. just from that HP stat alone. Well, having so, the hundred base means you can hit you can hit the four oh four, which means yep. you can set up a substitute and stuff like Nightshade or Seismic Toss can't break your sub, and that's huge. Yeah, like no, breaking that twenty five percent barrier is massive. Yeah, that that's that's a really good point. Um, so, I mean, that that's a little more an advanced team building things you need to watch out for. Just if you are going to run the seismic tosses, but like I hundred hundred HP stat is a lot, and you can run some mixed bulk attacking mons just based off that. Yeah, so. a lot of mons that have high HP stats, like they might just put max HP, max, or and then like put stuff into speed. Or one of their attack stats not have any defenses, and they're still very bulky just because of that HP. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's that's Necrozma in a nutshell for Piddle, and I, I think even down in RU where he lives, like no one, like a lot of people just do some HP all attack. And I mean, a lot of people are he, putting he's... like full HP into their Tornadus Therian, and that only has an HP of seventy nine. But with Regenerator, it feels like it never dies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with, like, when you put your EVs into HP over, say, defense or special defenses, it may not be as good as just maxing out one or the other because you can't set a nature to, like, buff up your HP. But it tanks both types of hits. Like, right. So you, you get extra value from it that way. And if you don't know what you're going to be switching into, like with a Tornadus, then... HP is better than either or, either the special defense or physical defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap up the idea. Uh, let me ask one more thing. If you could give one piece of advice for team construction, be that summer league or anything, or, you know, stressing one of the points we made previously, one by one. Claude, what would be your point? If I were to give one piece of advice, have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's more of. If you like playing with a certain mon, play with it. Like, I love playing with Zapdos. I've learned to love Zapdos in almost every format, or OU, basically. And so if I get to play a team that can run a Zapdos, I now feel much more comfortable with the team because I now know I know what it can do. I know what it can, like, offensively and defensively, what it can check. And that makes me feel better as a player. Be like, oh, okay, I have this. I know this can cover these weaknesses, and I can go worry about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Stops that mega pincer. Yes. How about you, Geo? Well, I'm not going to give some lame advice like have fun. <laughs> um, no. Okay, it's sorry. Be comfortable. Advice. Would you prefer my terminology there? No, 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 no. That was good advice. What I what I would say is, don't be afraid of losing with your team because even if you come up with some great ideas or what you feel, and then you take it to the ladder. It may not come out as planned, or there may just be kind of a learning phase where you figure out like what your openers are. Like you may have ideas, and then it just doesn't pan out. So I would say don't 
don't be afraid of failure with a team because you can always tweak it in small ways, add mons, take some away, see what's good against it. Um, because the thing, and that's like one of the great things about the summer league is you get to go up against these gym leaders multiple times. And so you'll, you'll kind of get a feel for their team, how it goes up against your team. And, you know, with these few different tries, and I'm sure some gym leaders will even talk to you about your team and you get a chance, this iterative approach of, okay, so the Toxapex didn't work here. What if I switched it out for this or just tried up this different set? Like what isn't working? Yeah, the... So the gym, the summer league is the best place to start like learning how to team build because you're given yes. a rubric yeah. of, all right, my opponent is going to be doing X or have some sort of this type and these offensive moves. How can I stop that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a matter of going from there. Like you can either go try like either build one team that can take on all the gym leaders or you have to find a way to change up your team to basically adapt to each gym leader and that ties in exactly to what my point was going to be was make sure to adapt to what you're doing because even if something is banned or not banned like as far as tiers go or you're facing a gym leader in our summer league format you're going to need to adapt your team based on different opponents and a a flavor of the month effect because there's all sorts of changes that happen regardless of tier shifting and things like that just that the community on the ladder feels like playing at that moment like come right now you'll see a lot of that because that is the flavor of the month so if that's the one thing that breaks through your entire team you need to adapt just because of that and stay stay on top of trends so that was going to be my thing um with that though we're going to move on to analyzing a team that mr ozzy provided to us so we will be right back. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PuckalPodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. Hello again. We are back to go over a team that Mr. Ozzy provided to us. And we're going to pick it apart and kind of discuss the things that we just talked about in the main topic and how they apply to this team. So what are we starting off with, Claude? Well, we are going to start off with a very fun defensive core that is near and dirt. What I think is a defensive core near and dear to my heart being Tangrowth and Heatran. Uh, you have your standard Tangrowth, uh, Assault Best Tangrowth, a sassy nature with Giga Drain, Knockoff, In Power Ice, and Earthquake, with the EVs of uh, 252 HP, 4 defense, and 252 special defense. Uh, it runs the sassy nature because you wanna, you're also running Knockoff and Earthquake, so you wanna be able to hit both on the special and physical side without risking any uh, power, and you don't really need speed on a Tangrowth, ever. And, I mean, that's pretty standard. It has the regenerate durability. It's, uh, it fills the role of a Greninja check, because a lot of teams need to have a Greninja check, and Tangrowth can wall almost all Greninjas, even if they're running Ice Beam. Uh, that's that. And then Ozzy brought with us him a Heatran that is a little more unconventional. Uh, 
it is timid with max special attack, max speed, and then the last four in special defense. Um, and it's holding a leftovers with the moveset Lava Plume, Flash Cannon, Earth Power, and Stealth Rock. Now, personally, I am uh, not a fan of Flash Cannon on a Heatran. I don't think it hits enough things with Flash Cannon to be worth it. I think something like Taunt or Toxic is generally better. Um, it also depends on the type of Heatran you want to run. Uh, I don't think you need the max speed on Heatran. Uh, you can. It, it's perfectly fine. Uh, if so, I kind of like the Magma Trapping set. with Instead of Lava Plume, oh, yeah. you run like Magma Storm, and then you have the Taunt. This way, Toxapexes come in on Heatran, and you've now trapped them in Magma Storm. You click Taunt. They can't recover or do anything but click Scald against you, and you live two to three Scalds, and they do not like the Earth Powers. And now you've gotten rid of one of their big walls. No, I, I agree with you. I also prefer the Magma Storm set right now. But it just feels way stronger. Magma Storm has a 70%, yeah. a, it's a 70% accurate remove and still hits more than Focus Blast. Yeah, and I would say he doesn't need the check to tank to Toxapex just because of the rest of his team. Oh, no. Team. But it, but, that's yeah. just a fun thing you can do with Heatran. Mm-hmm. And that kind of highlights what we talked about, where the team construction can really change the movesets yeah. you run. But if anything, Ozzy, if you're listening, I would swap out Flash Cannon for Toxic or Taunt j- just to help out, because I don't think the Flash Cannon... Like, you're going to be hitting Diancy very, pow- like, very strong, but, <laughs> I mean, Earth Power will also do the same thing. And you're also not mm-hmm. going to want to stay in against a Diancy at all. That's right, true. You're, you're slower than a lot of the things. Yeah. You want Flash Cannon to hit, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great. So what's next, but... Geo? Alright, his Mega is a Mega Lopunny, um, which does have the ability Scrappy. Um, it, this is a Jolly Nature running the moves Fake Out, High Jump Kick, Return, and Power Up Punch. Um, the EVs are 252 Attack, 4 Defense, 252 Speed. Um, so, looking at this team, this kind of, the Fake Out is a great move to open up with. Like, the Mega Lopunny, I would say 99% of the time is probably this team's lead because then you get the extra stats from the fake out um it's not like other fake out openers where you can switch your ghost type in and you're fine because you got that scrappy um but i'm going to jump into the other mon because this could also be your opener because i really like this as an opener this is like bringing it back home for me is this is an (laughs) ou team so you have a lando t (laughs) <laughs> um, but he's so versatile so he's running a choice scarf um with intimidate um 244 attack 68 defense and 196 speed i don't remember what that speed is spec to it's to be faster than something else but i, I can't remember off the top of my head the defense um, is for something too i forget exactly what i'm looking I'll it see up. if i can find it yeah probably other land ot's um, One point faster than Mega Alakazam, and you survive a plus two acrobatics from Holucha after rocks. There you go. Yep, okay, that makes sense. Um, no, because those are pretty specific, but it's Jolly, it's running Earthquake, Defog, Stone Edge, and U-Turn. So for Scarf Lando, U-Turn, Stone Edge, and Earthquake are required. Like, you're not running this any other way. Um, the defog, I think, is really just because whoever made this team was like, oh, I need to have defog to get rid of 
hazards. Um, I like the only other thing I can think to run in this instance for a Scarf Lando instead of Defog would be rocks, but that doesn't feel great either. I don't like non-attacking moves too much with Scarf Mons. Other, there are a few exceptions. Um, just because it's such a dead end move, like especially. If you're going to use it, you almost want to make sure you use it before they have scouted it out. If they have scouted out the fact that you're a Scarf, which for Lando is a pretty quick scout usually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you flip a coin. Yep, it's Scarf. Yeah, uh, then then they can play around that pretty easily if you default. And I, I do think Ozzy has some other changes to some other mods if he wants to get rid of the defog on Lando for another move. Uh, there are right. some other ways to get that defog on his team. Yeah, um, but, like, overall, these are, like, gonna be his offensive presence on the team. Like, the Lando's his win condition. Like, it's how he's gonna end games, usually. Really? Um, well, I would say it's the pivot. I would say it's a pivot. It's a pivot. And, and, the, it's, and it's the check. That's how kind he's of gonna a, win the game. I would say Lopunny's how he's gonna win the game. One of them. One oh, of contraire. Them. One, of them. Well, one of them, I should say. How about, it's, got, it's one of the ways he can end the game. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Oh, he can definitely end it that way. I don't think it's because I, I, I see I see Lapani more on this team as especially with the power up punch as a way to just break down walls to let um, either something we'll discuss later end the games or <laughs> Lando. <itself. laughs> so the only issue with the power up punch Lapani is that Lando now walls Mega Lop, especially if it's a defense. That's true. Lando. Yeah, I, I'd prefer the ice punch over power up punch because I think. Um, with 252 attack, it, it hits everything hard enough anyway. Mm-hmm. And then this way, you always have a way to pressure out Landos. But yeah, uh, I, I can see why, yeah. looking at this team, they would run power-up punch. But, you know, it's just me. So take it away, Seth. What are our last two months? <laughs> Bringing up the ending, um, we've got High Dragon, a really cool thing to see in OU. Um it's got a Darkinium Z, 244 special attack, 32 special defense, 232 speed. I know that the speed is because it's got such a weird, weird speed tier, it doesn't need to outspeed anything other than Lele. Um, 32 special defense avoids a 2-hit KO from Ash Greninja. I forget if that's pre- or post-transformation, and the rest is just dumped in special attack. The move set is Dark Pulse, goes with that Darkinium Z, Earth Power, Flash Cannon, and Roost. Pretty standard, just special attacking, offensive, evil Hydragon. The 32 special uh, defense is for Battle Bond into Hydro Pump after rocks. Okay, so it is post-transformation. Yes. Got it. So it can kind of counter Greninja, which is really good. He really needs something that can securely counter Greninja, which is kind of what the Lopunny's for. Yeah. Uh, if it's already transformed, kind of what the Tangrowth is for and kind of what the Hydragon is for, because... His last Mon is eaten alive by Greninja, and near and dear to my heart, Reuniclus. Holding leftovers, max HP, almost max defense, and 44 speed, specifically to outrun zero speed Toxapex, so you can slap it with a Psy Shock before it hazes you. And the moveset is Double Dance, Reuniclus, Calm Mind, Acid Armor, Psy Shock, and Recover, with a bold nature. 
Um, you can run more speed on the Reuniclus to speed creep Toxapex trying to speed creep the Reuniclus. And then you can also run more speed on the Reuniclus to speed creep the Toxapex trying to speed creep the speed creep Reuniclus speed creeping the Toxapex. That doesn't uh, happen. I wouldn't worry. The second it, one, until no. you get like the 13, 1400 on the ladder, I wouldn't worry. And about even, it. We're going to gonna get max speed Reuniclus soon. I, I, if you see a Toxapex that has speed, good for the Toxapex. That's, that means it's easier yeah. for you to kill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But. Yeah, I would say Reuniclus is kind of the thing he's looking to end the game with. Yeah, I would agree. Because um, once you get that in, it starts snowballing. You don't want to switch out until it either is gone or you've you've ended the game and they can't break you. Uh, High Dragon is good for cracking open walls, yeah. along with Lopany and Heatran. Um, this is where the defog could fit in, either as over Flash Cannon, because... Like I said, I don't think you're immensely weak to fairies. The only thing that becomes more difficult to switch into would be Bulu. Um, yeah. But you do have a Heatran. And a yeah. Tangro. I mean, and a Tangro. So it's not the worst yeah. thing, but you could possibly switch it. Now, Seth, you, you've used Muniquist a bunch before, right? Oh, yeah. How do you feel on the Psy Shock versus Psychic debate? Right now, always go Psy Shock. Why? Because um, <clears throat> so many other things get Calm Mind. The reason you ran Psychic was because Coil Zygarde. Ah. Psy Shock, it loses a little bit of power, but you win the Calm Mind War. Is it the same PP, too? No. So... Well, wait, no. PowerPoint? Mm, I don't know, actually, on PowerPoints. Uh, it's... I don't think it matters, because it, it's the... Yeah, you're not looking to attack too often. So you're like, looking to set you, up. You, you, you'll have plenty. I mean, Psy Shock's just generally a safer move than psychic in general because like think of what resists psychic it, it's it's psychic right i mean look, don't don't bring up steel in this argument but like so if they're <laughs> going to switch in their psychic oh, most psychic types have weaker defense than special defense yeah so it, it's it, is, it is the same PP, sick, by but, way. i just looked it up they do have the same yeah but the reason you pick Psyshock is straight up to win the Calm Mind okay. War, especially now that Clefable are starting to run Calm Mind as their fourth move. Um, Magirna is as prevalent as ever, but you can still um, attempt to combat Watch it. Watch out for what, as it tries to set up Magirna, though. Yeah, don't, don't let Heart Swap grab you. That's a bad thing. But that's what he transfer. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you set up and it gets a Heart Swap off, I think it wins. Yeah. Probably. It I, deserves to win. Yes, it does. But yeah, that is the team for from Ozzy. Uh, it really fits together well. It follows a lot of the ideas that we had as far as team construction. Do you have any last things to say on it, guys? Uh, if you want to vary it up just a little bit, I would say throw a scarf on High Dragon and take that Z move, put it on Heatran. I think you get a lot of the same ideas. It changed Lava Plume to Magma Storm. Yeah, like I think you get a lot of the same. The modest like Fireum Z Heatran is so hard to switch into. Right, it, it, and and it's still all the roles stay the same, but you yeah. just can start checking different things, and uh, I, I think you can have fun with it if that mm-hmm. if a scarf's more your style for High Dragon and, But this is a little different, and oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this on the ladder. I'm gonna see how it does. Could be fun. Oh, it definitely. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you guys for listening. Those of you in your cars or at home. Um, <clears throat> if you like what you heard, there's a whole lot more Puckle that you can get. The best way is listen to our main show. You're listening to us right now on Puckle Plus, but if you're not listening to the main show, you're missing out on Thatch's beautiful voice. Also, come join us and- in the Discord. 
Absolutely. That was going to be my next thing is come join us on the Discord. That's where you can talk to all of us pretty much at any hour of the day because we cover the globe and you can talk all sorts of nerdy Pokemon things and participate in our tournaments. Most of them take place through the Discord server. Additionally, you can also follow us on various social media platforms, primarily Twitter and Instagram right now, but also Facebook and YouTube is huge. So definitely subscribe to those. There's certain promotions that happen with the social media campaigns that are really cool to keep your eyes on. And finally, if you're able to, we'd love to have you as a Patreon supporter. You've heard earlier in the show how much they support our dreams in doing everything that we want to for the community, including Thatch's dream project of the badges, the physical badges, and winning that Nintendo Switch for the Puckle Tournament. So... We greatly appreciate your support, patrons, and if you want to help support the Puckle community, definitely go sign up there. And other than that, it's been great. I hope you guys have an idea on how to construct teams, either for Summer League or for your general laddering chaos. And if you Until next okay, time... Oh, go ahead. You, and with that, if you need help or have questions, please reach out to people, like our Smogon chat, or just message one of us. We're more than likely happy to help. Oh yep. yeah, we love Absolutely. we love constructing teams, offering pointers and things like that. So, we're no strangers. Come come yes. say hi. Uh, but until next time, I've been Seth Vila. I'm Claude Nine. And I'm Gio. And listen to us next month. <laughs> this is such a good closing. Yeah, See perfect. you guys. <laughs> closing time. <laughs> la da 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 da. <laughs> Keeping that in. Oh, I have it on mine too, don't worry.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.